You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. Yesterday, the Human Rights Commission launched an expansion of their conversion practices support services. The pre-existing program now includes a process where victims of conversion therapy can work with the HRC to receive a formal apology or financial support. To learn more, I spoke to the program's manager, Andre Afamasana, about the changes and what they mean. I first asked him to give me a quick rundown of what's changed. So the Commission has always offered a free and confidential complaints and disputes resolution service, but now we're able to receive complaints from people who have experienced conversion practices. And that is any practice that uh, purports to be able to change someone's um, sexual orientation, gender identity or expression. And so now, if anyone feels that they've experienced those, they'll be able to give us a call and we can step you through your options in terms of what's available to you and how to stop these practices. How is this going to benefit rainbow people across Aotearoa? It is going to hopefully benefit them greatly. Number one, we want to put an end to these practices. I think the select uh, committee uh, submission process and also the petition that preempted um, the legislation that we now have means that New Zealanders know that there's no place for conversion practices in New Zealand. And so... um, the existence of this service is fantastic for our community because it means that uh, anyone that seeks to want to change who they are or want them to suppress who they are, that now that's unlawful. And it means that um, it allows those of us who are rainbow, LGBTIQ, tapatapui, MVP fat, trans, non-binary, and the rest of the rainbow whānau, that we can be ourselves and we don't have to worry um, that um, people um, want to change us under so-called, um, for medical reasons or, or other reasons, uh, whether it's religious or cultural. So I think it's a, a, an excellent signal um, for New Zealand. How is confidentiality incorporated into this program? Our uh, frontline staff that look after our uh, human rights information services and support team are very experienced in dealing with the people from a wide range uh, of backgrounds in New Zealand and also to deal with sensitive human rights issues. So confidentiality is super important. So people don't have to worry that if they give us a call that their confidentiality is going to be breached. However... Um, There may be times because uh, people may wish to complain about conversion practices to the police who have what is called a criminal pathway, and that is that someone who has experienced conversion practices that meets the uh, definition of a criminal uh, offence, and that is if a conversion practice has happened on someone who's under 18 or has impaired decision-making capability, or if it's been shown to have um, serious harm, then they may call the police and they may call us. Um, And in those instances, uh, we will have to coordinate information, but that will always be done with the consent of the person who is calling. Uh, So they must know that their confidentiality will be utmost um, throughout this process. We want to make it safe for them. We don't want to re-traumatise them. We don't want them to have to tell their story lots of different times to different people. We really want to streamline that process uh, to make sure that they're not harmed in the process of reporting this. What has the process of seeing these changes being made been like? Um, it has been, uh, I'm a survivor of conversion practices myself, so I underwent these practices for uh, 15 years, uh, formerly in Australia and New Zealand. And so if I reflect on what the process has been like, I can reflect on it from both a professional and a personal perspective. 
from a personal perspective, it's made me realize that, unfortunately, many people who are experiencing conversion practices don't realize that they're experiencing these until after the fact. It wasn't until 15 years of experiencing this that I realized, actually, these don't work. And so I think the challenge for us who are running this um, scheme and this process is to try to make sure that we're getting to people much earlier on in their conversion practices journey so that they don't have to endure uh, these harmful detrimental practices for a long time. From a professional perspective, I think what we've really tried to do is have a service that's really uh, survivor-led, survivor-centered, and trauma-informed. And that means that we've been speaking to a wide range of stakeholders, survivors themselves, uh, people uh, from rainbow sector groups, and also people who are Takataapui, uh, Pacific, and from ethnic, uh, multicultural communities, and to find out what the needs are. And so we've really tried to listen, we've tried to engage, and we've tried to also apply um, all the excellent advice that we were given. It's been a, a wonderful, rewarding experience, and I hope we can make good um, on, on what has been uh, entrusted to us now as we deliver the service. Are there any further developments or changes that you would like to make to the program? Probably a really big one, and this was made um, clear by many uh, activists and many survivors of conversion practices, and also the Human Rights Commission, and that is unfortunately that um, there's a really long tail of trauma and anxiety, and in some cases, um, thoughts of suicide um, and depression that accompany someone who's experienced conversion practices. And at the moment, if they wanted to uh, get counselling for that, um, it's essentially they'll have to pay for it outside what the government um, normally provides for free for people. So that means that the burden sits on us. And, you know, when you've been told every day of your life for a very long time that there's something wrong and something broken with you, even when you finish these practices, that, that hangs around. And so what we want to see and what many other people want to see is a scheme that's free similar to the ACC scheme for people who experience um, sexual violence, that they can uh, get free counselling. We would like to see something like that happening alongside um, this service because while we want to help facilitate access for justice so that people can get um, justice and things that are good for them, a good um, resolution to their conversion practices experience. We are not um, counsellors. We are not psychosocial uh, support workers. While we're going to try to make a really uh, safe um, service, we are not um, clinicians, etc., health workers um, with those specialties. So it would be really good, in addition to the service, if those um, psychosocial counselling services could be available for free as well. So that's something that we're going to continue to advocate for alongside uh, survivors, advocates um, and community groups such as uh, Inside Out and uh, Rainbow Youth and uh, Outline and many others. That was Andre Afamasana on the Human Rights Commission's work on the Conversion Practices Support Services. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-cut. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.